It's all good. Okay, um, we are going to start today with uh, the Lecto Divina. If you were here last week, you will remember this, as we've been talking about hearing God, and uh, we just talked about one of the, the best ways to learn about how to hear God is through God's Word, and that's what we talked about last week. And we did this exercise, and this exercise has um, been done all through church history, and basically what I'll do, as I did last week, I'm going to read this passage four times, and on the second time... I'm going to begin asking questions, and we're just going to listen for, you know, a word or phrase that kind of drops upon our spirit that God lays, lays on our spirit as we uh, learn to hear God. And so let me just read this the first time. It's 1 John chapter 4. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God, and God in them. This is how love is made complete among us, so that we will... Uh, we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear, because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. So I'm going to read it again, and this time, uh, what word or phrase uh, sticks out to you? What word or phrase is God seems to, to highlight for you today. What word or phrase does God seem to highlight in this passage? God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. This is how love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear. Because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. What word or phrase does God highlight you, uh, for you in this passage? I'm going to read it again, and um, the question we're going to ask this time is, um, uh, yeah, what is the question? The question is, uh, what is, um, or what, how is God speaking this into our life? That's the question, sorry. How is God using this word or phrase to speak into your life today? How is God using this phrase or word to speak into your life today? Uh, God is love. Whoever lives in God uh, whoever lives in love lives in God, and God in them. This is how love is made complete among us, so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear, because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. How does that word or phrase speak into your life today. Well, I feel like 
to read this one more time, and this time the question that we asked is, uh, uh, is, is God asking you to do something or to become something? Is God asking you to do something or to become something? God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God, and God in them. This is how love is made complete among us, so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear, because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. Is God asking you to do something or to become something? Just take a moment. Father, we just pray that whatever you're speaking into us, we would, you would seal that into our hearts. God, we long from the depths of our hearts to know you at a deeper level. We long to, to walk with you and, and just open ourselves up more and more to you. Because God, we know that you are good and we know that you are the source of life. And so God, we, we look to you. God, we just pray you'd use this message in whatever way to speak into our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we have been uh, doing a series called Experiencing a Deeper Relationship with God. And if um, you are a follower of Jesus, this really is at the core of our, of our heart, that, that, that we want to know God in a, in a deeper and deeper and deeper way. As the Bible says, to draw close to God, and, and he will draw close close to us. And so we've talked about a few things in this series. We've um, we, we talked about the, the, the very foundation of the whole idea of experiencing God in a deep, deeper way is to, to understand who God is. Um, that we will only be as close to God as we believe his character is good and loving. That if we feel God is, is all about guilting us or shaming us or God, you know, sometimes flies off the handle and, and gets angry with us and uh, we will never really open up to him. We'll always be, be careful when it comes to God because God is not safe and he's, he's not always loving and unpredictable. But when you understand that God looks like Jesus, because Jesus came to reveal the Father, when you understand how, how the Bible speaks about God and he is for us and not against us and that God is love, it helps us to understand that that we can come to him and we, and we can surrender to him without fear because there, the perfect love casts out fear because fear has to do with punishment and, and God's not, not into that. Now, God disciplines us at times, but, but it's always out of love. God has these open, open arms towards us. And so we talked about uh, the importance of the mental pictures we play in our mind about who God is. We're always playing mental pictures in our mind about the character of God. And so... We spent some time developing these mental images in our mind. Uh, we developed the mental image about coming into his presence. How the curtain into the Holy of Holies has been ripped into by Jesus. And, and over and over the Bible says that we can actually go confidently in 
to the very presence of God. That we don't go in, you know, like in fear in case we're going to get shamed. No, Jesus took care of our sin. He, he has covered us. He's washed us clean. To the, and now we're in this, this place of crazy privilege where we can come confidently into the throne. When we spoke, up, uh, spoke about that image of how uh, even when we walk into the throne room of grace, it's not like God the Father and Jesus and the Holy Spirit are distant and we got to make our way towards that. We, we, we looked over and over again at this picture of, of the prodigal son, which is a picture of the father, which says that while he, that is the, the, the son who had shamed his father and wished him dead, he's coming home in all his mess and ugliness and and while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. And he runs to his son and throws his arms around him and kisses him. And, and we talked about this mental image of coming into the very presence of God confidently. And, and the father is running towards us to, to hug us. And as we talked about that verse in Hosea where he holds us cheek to cheek. And to have those images running in our mind when we, we talked about developing a deeper relationship because when we understand who God is, it causes us to want to run to him and not run away from him. And so those mental images we play are very important. So continue to develop uh, that in, in a way uh, as Jesus reveals the Father that's consistent with that. And then we talked about the idea of how because of this relationship, uh, all these relational words in the scripture about us being the bride and Jesus being the groom and there's all this family language where, where God looks at us and calls us not slaves, he calls us sons and daughters. It's, it's all this family kind of language and out of that you'd expect there to be communication because any strong relationship requires communication. And so we began to talk about last week how God is a God who speaks to us. He's a God who communicates with us because he loves it. Just, just as you love somebody, you, you speak to them. God loves us more than we could ever imagine, and so he speaks to us. And all through the Bible, we talked about last week, there's this theme of God speaking to his people. Uh, we looked at how, I mean, 302 times the Bible says the Lord said. Over 100 times, it talks about how the word of the Lord came to, and you can put in a prophet's name or someone's name and and, and sometimes your name is in there. That the word of the Lord will come to you and, and God will speak to you. And in John 10, we, we talked about how Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. And Jesus didn't say, you know, my sheep might hear my voice or they heard my voice. He says they hear my voice. Uh, that this is present tense, that, that, that God wants us all to be people who hear the voice of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit speaking to us. Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice. Now, sometimes people say, well, there must be something wrong with this verse because I don't hear God's voice. You know, maybe Jesus was just talking about certain special people, uh, but not me because I've never heard his voice. Uh, well, you may not recognize his voice, but the reality is God is speaking to you. And God is constantly speaking into our lives but just because we don't hear it doesn't mean he's not speaking. It may be more on the side that we haven't tuned into his voice or we haven't been able to recognize his voice or we haven't learned how to hear his voice. Uh, sometimes the illustration is used uh, about the subject uh, with a radio, we got a little portable radio here. And, and the idea is that we realize that in the air, there's these radio waves and, and there are people talking in the air. There's music in the air, but we can't hear it. 
unless we tune in. I mean, if we're on the, the wrong channel, we might hear a lot of fuzz. But when you tune in, all of a sudden we, we hear no talking. Right? Uh, talking. Uh, and, and this is kind of like God. I mean, God, God is speaking. Just because you don't hear doesn't mean he's not speaking. It means you've got to tune in. And so we're talking a little bit about just tuning in, how, we, how you can tune in. Again, sometimes the illustration is used of, um, of animals. You know, there are lots of animals that are constantly communicating that, that we can't hear with our physical ears. And just because we can't hear doesn't mean these animals aren't speaking. And just because you haven't learned to maybe recognize the voice of God doesn't mean God isn't speaking to you. Again, he is speaking, but we may just not have learned to tune in. I mean, I mean elephants uh, make all kinds of sounds actually below our human range, and it's as loud as 85 to 95 decibels. That's actually what we set our sound meter at for worship, which is pretty loud. So these, these elephants are making all these loud noises, and we could be right next to them and not hear them. And sometimes we're like this with God. I mean, God is trying to get our attention, saying, I love you. I love you. Go this way, not that way, and, and whatever. And we're just like, because we haven't learned to tune into his voice. And so whoever you are here, even if you are here and, and you're not a follower of Jesus, and maybe you're just here because someone's going to invite you to lunch or whatever, God is speaking to you. Uh, God is calling you. He is speaking to, to, to humanity. And so for us, I mean, we got to learn to tune in. And sometimes it can almost be like learning a different language. Uh, I mean, the Bible says that, that with, in Jesus, we're born again. And when you're born in the natural, when you're born into this world, when you're first born, you don't, uh, you know, automatically know the language of your parents. It takes a little bit for you to learn the language of your parents so you can actually hear what your parents are saying. And, and so too often when you're born again in the spirit, it take a, take a little bit to learn kind of the spiritual language, the language of God speaking to our spirit. And I, and I think this verse is kind of helpful in Romans 8, where it talks about how the spirit of God himself bears witness to our spirit. God is spirit, and, and he often speaks to our spirit, and it's this kind of spiritual language that, that sometimes it takes a little bit to learn how to tune in to God speaking to our spirit. And so if this isn't like immediate for you, and maybe when we did that scripture passage this week and last week, maybe you're like, I still didn't get anything. You know, that's okay. You know, when a little baby is born, and you're trying to talk to them, and you're like, why don't you understand what I'm saying? We don't get mad at our babies. We understand that they got to grow into it. And so don't put pressure on yourself to hear God. Don't, you know, try to make stuff up because that always goes wrong. Uh, just, just allow this to develop in your heart. Don't guilt yourself or shame yourself or make stuff up. Just allow yourself to grow in hearing God's voice and, and to learn to tune in. And even the best of people have to learn to tune in. I mean, there's this passage in the Old Testament where Samuel, who is this mighty judge slash prophet, who had to learn how to hear God's voice. And so uh, you're, maybe you're not alone in this. It says, one night Eli, who's kind of the, the big priest in those days, who was almost blind by now, had gone to bed. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was sleeping in the tabernacle near the ark of God. Suddenly the Lord called out, Samuel. And yes, Samuel replied, what is it? He got up and ran to Eli. Here I am, did you call me? I didn't call you, Eli replied. Go back to bed. So he did. I mean, he thought it was, he thought it was Eli who was calling him. He didn't recognize God's voice at all. Um, 
Maybe sometimes when you hear something, you're like, maybe that's just my own voice. But maybe it's God. Uh, maybe you just haven't learned to recognize God's voice yet. And so he goes back to bed, and again, the, the Lord called out to Samuel, Samuel. Again, Samuel got up and went to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? I didn't call you, my son. Eli said, go back to bed. Samuel did not yet know the Lord because he had never had a message from the Lord before. So the Lord called a third time, and once more Samuel got up and, and went to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? Then Eli realized it was the Lord who was calling the boy. He said to Samuel, go and lie down again. And if someone calls again, say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. So Samuel went back to bed. And the Lord came and called as before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel replied, speak, your servant is listening. You see how patient God is? And God is patient when we miss it, because we all do. God is patient when we blow it, when we think we're hearing God and we're not, or God is telling us something and we think it's someone else. Or, I mean, God is so patient with us, and that's why you can just really rest as a child of God in this process of learning to hear God's voice. And so... Uh, we do need to learn how to hear God's voice. Now, uh, sometimes people say, well, I've never heard God's voice because the only thing they expect is God to speak to them in an audible way, just as I'm talking to you. And because I say, well, I have a relationship with my wife and my friends, and we speak audibly all the time, I expect God to do that. But, but God is spirit, and he often speaks from his spirit to our spirit. It's kind of different. Uh, but God can speak in a variety of ways, just as... You know, Marie and I can hang out, and we don't always talk, but we communicate with our face and just be present together, and you can write things together. I mean, there's lots of ways we communicate, and so too with God. There are a lot of ways he can communicate with us, and it doesn't take long to scroll through the Bible to see that. Now, there are clearer ways God can speak and less clear ways he can speak. Some of the more clear ways are like the Bible. Uh, Bible is... Pick up the Bible, you're reading, you're reading God's word, you're hearing his voice, but you can go even a little dip, deeper, like in those e the exercises we have done. It's one of the easiest ways to learn is to ask questions of God's word and say, God, how are you speaking this in, into my life? Uh, an angelic visit can be clear, but it sometimes can be unclear. Because in Hebrews 13, it actually talks about sometimes we give hospitality to angels and we don't even know it. Uh, but sometimes people have had angelic visits and they've been very clear. I've never had an angelic visit that I know of, uh, but I know some of you, you have here. I mean, has anybody here ever had an angelic visit? Okay. So a few of you, yeah. Um, and so sometimes that can be very clear. Sometimes it can be less clear. Uh, an audible voice. Again, uh, this is very clear when God speaks to you audibly, just as I'm speaking to you. Uh, again, I know some of you have had this happen to you. I personally, have never had an audible voice. I know my wife has. I know no others. I mean, how many of you have heard an audible voice? Yeah, so still a number of you have heard God speak audibly to you. But uh, most people would say this is rare. Even those who have had God speak audibly to them would say, you know, maybe it's only happened a couple times or a few times in their life. Uh, there's also an internal audible voice. This is kind of a clearer way, but it's not from the outside. It's like a voice that is super strong on the inside. Uh, where it's just like, whoa, that almost seemed like someone was talking to me, but it's kind of coming from the ends. It's coming from your spirit. And, and when that happens, you know exactly what God is saying. You're not questioning, was that God or is that not? Was that me or is that the devil or who was speaking? You just know it's God. It's, it's a clear, internal, audible voice. And we see examples of that in the Bible. Uh, miracles. This is God speaking his love to us, his healing over us. And, uh, and I mean, if 
your knee is not working and all of a sudden it's working. If you have cancer and all of a sudden it's healed. I mean, that's a clear message from God of his power and his love over us. A, a dream or a vision can be, can be clear. When you wake up in the middle of the night and you've had this dream and you know it's speaking into your life and it's clear. Or you're just kind of sitting there all of a sudden God kind of brings mental pictures to your mind and they're very clear. That can be a clear way God speaks. He can speak very clearly through his presence. I mean, sometimes we get here and say, you know, wow, I really felt the presence of God here today. That's God speaking his presence. And just as you can sit down with a friend or with a spouse and you can sit there and not even say anything, but you're communicating just, just by being present. A lot of times God just kind of shows up with his presence to remind us that, that he cares for us and he loves us and he wants to meet with us. His presence can be a, a clear way he speaks. Now there's also less clear ways. Uh, sometimes these are those ones where we're like, was that God or not? And we have to kind of maybe discern a little bit. He can speak through circumstances and events. Sometimes that can be clear. Sometimes it can be like, was that God or not God? Where, you know, something happens or something just lines up or you're blocked here and you have to go this way. God can speak through circumstances and events. God can speak through nature, objects, or something we see. Last week, we, we threw up one of Caroline's paintings and just asked how God was speaking to us through that. Uh, sometimes you're maybe just in nature, and God speaks to you through, through nature as you just look at the trees or the mountains or his creation. Uh, I know, like, I've definitely had this, probably most of you. You're just watching, like, a secular movie, and there's a message in the movie where God is like, this is for you, or God speaks in to us uh, through movies or music or lots of different ways God can speak through that kind of stuff. Then there is what you might call a leading impression, where you're just kind of like, you know, I feel led by God to do this. I'm not really clear on exactly what it is, but I just feel led to God by God to do this. Or a knowing impression, like I, I feel God told me something. You know, this, this word rested on me, or I feel that God has spoken to me. Uh, might see a, a seen visionary impression, or you might say, you know, I feel God showed me something. Maybe, maybe a more vague mental picture of something or an image in your mind that God is revealing stuff to you. Or you may get a feeling impression. When you walk into a room, you may feel the presence of God. When you walk into a dark place, you may feel the presence of evil spirits. When, when maybe you're, you're ministering to somebody for healing, you might feel all of a sudden your knee gets sore and God is saying you're, he's wanting you to pray for that person's knee. Like God can give us feelings in our body as communication. And no doubt there's a lot more than this. Because, uh, I mean, in any relationship, there are so many ways of communication, and so too with you, there'll be lots of ways of communicating. And God may choose to communicate with you in one way more than he communicates someone else in that way, and he uses a different method of communication because we're all gifted and wired differently, and God relates to us differently. Now, I'm going to go through just a few uh, hearing God tips. And uh, if you're like, you know, I really want to grow in this, uh, and hearing God's voice, what are, what are some tips that will help? And here's just some that, that I find helpful. And the first one is this. To uh, place value on your relationship with God. To be intentional. To place value on your relationship with God and be intentional. You know, if I'm in a crowded room, I mean, if, um, uh, you know, I was in a crowded room with lots of people talking and laughing, and, you know, there, there's probably one voice I could pick out amongst everybody else's in that noise. And it'll be the voice of my wife. Because I know her amazingly. We've, 
have been together since like we were like 15 and 16. I mean, we've been together forever, and I'm like 45. So, I mean, uh, we know each other very, very well. I know her voice very well. I could pick it out of her room because we have this intimate relationship. I know her voice because we've been together for so long. Uh, same when my kids were small. I could show up at school and all these kids yelling in the playground without looking. I could say, that's my kid crying. You know how that is as parents. That's my kid screaming or that's my kid laughing because we know them so well. And this is the same with God. The closer you get to God and the more time you spend in a relationship with him, the more easy it is for you to pick out his voice. Amongst your voice and the voice of evil spirits and the voice of everybody else out there. It's just easier and easier the more you're intimate with God. Because the more you learn to hear his voice and understand how he speaks and, and the way he speaks to you. And so you can't bypass this. I mean, a lot of people want to, you know, hear God all the time. But they, they just never spend any intentional time with him. Uh, it's important to take intentional time with God, however that might look for you. And the next couple weeks, we're going to talk about different ways of, of doing that, um, but to be intentional about it. And, and the story that really helps illustrate this, of course, is the story of Mary and Martha and Luke 10. As Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Her sister Mary sat uh, at the Lord's feet, listening to what he taught. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Look, or Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. Which in that culture was very fair, what she was saying. I mean, in, in that culture, the women were in the kitchen and, and the guys were sitting there listening to the rabbi you know, teach. I mean, that's just the way it was. I mean, she was very culturally relevant in, in, in coming up with this. But, but Jesus challenged all that. He was raising the status of women and their roles and all that. And, 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 but the Lord says to her, uh, my dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There is only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it, and it will not be taken away from her. The one thing, sitting at the feet of Jesus, listening to him speak. Our stuff to do. They probably need to eat. Dinner needed to be cooked. Maybe the house needs to be cleaned. Maybe the garden needs to be weeded. All of us have stuff to do all the time. And often we end up just being like Martha. So I got this to do. I got this to do. And I'm so busy and all this stuff coming down the pipe. And, and I'm so busy. I don't have time to be intentional and sit at the feet of Jesus. I don't have time to, to really listen to God. But Jesus would say to all of us, you know, maybe all those things are important, but there is one thing. There is one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it, and that is to make sure you are spending intentional time in the presence of God. I mean, the Bible says, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. You know, a lot of times we just, we just want to have all those things added unto us. <laughs> And if I just work hard enough, I have all these things added to us. But that's not the way it works. It works by seeking first the kingdom of God. And then all these things, just, just the, the, the Lord's blessing is on them. So be intentional. If you want to grow in hearing God's voice, be intentional about placing yourself intentionally in the presence of God. There's lots of ways you can do that. 
so you can hear, hear his voice. Secondly, uh, God often speaks in a quiet, gentle manner. One of the reasons to quiet yourself and, and be intentional. Now, not always. Sometimes God speaks in the noise. <laughs> Sometimes God can speak in the noisiest settings. I mean, Ezekiel 43, his voice was like the roar of rushing waters, and the land was radiant with his glory. I mean, you can be in a crowded room and everybody yelling or kids crying, and, and you can hear God's voice in the loudest of settings. But most of the time, for most people, they're going to hear God when you are quiet. And you're going to hear this gentle whisper that lands upon your spirit as his spirit speaks to your spirit. And this was so for, for uh, Elijah. I mean, Elijah was in a bad spot. I mean, depressed, burnt out, wanting to give up on life. And even the best of God's people go through that at times. And he says, a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. Now, also in the Bible, there are times when God spoke through the, the shaking mountains and through earthquakes and through the fire. I mean, again, God can speak in the noise, but, but often it comes in this gentle whisper. And the only way you can hear that gentle whisper is to kind of pull away from all the activity and the busyness and just pull away, even if it can just be for five minutes, and just be quiet in order to hear the Lord's voice. Most people hear God best while they're quiet and still, but some actually hear God better while in motion. They've done studies on this. Smart people do studies, I guess. Uh, about two-thirds of people hear God best when they're quiet. That means they're still and they're quiet, maybe some soft music, but they're, they're quiet and they're still. A third of people hear best when they're in motion, walking, running, or biking. I'm one of those people. I do a lot of prayer walks uh, because I hear best. I work on my message best. I pray best when I'm just walking out in the forest. And so I, I do that a lot. When I'm just quiet, I, um, you know, my mind is slight ADD. I'm just you know, thinking about these things and it'll get distracted and and then I just feel bad, so I just, I just go out, and for me, that works best. For, but other people, they're on a walk, they can't hear God at all. They need, to, they need to be quiet. I mean, we should hopefully learn how to hear God if we're quiet or in motion, uh, but you'll probably tend towards one. And so find out what works best. Don't get stuck in, like, well, this is the traditional way to do it, so this is the only way to do it. i got to sit you know, at a desk and... And I have my you know, Bible here and my devotional book there and a pen and a highlighter, and this is the only way to connect with God. I mean, figure out what works best for you. Uh, maybe you got to get out and, and walk. Uh, but God will often speak in just a kind of quiet, gentle manner as his spirit speaks, speaks to your spirit. Number three, uh, God's voice often sounds a little bit like our own voice and thoughts. Now, sometimes a lot of people are like, um, is that me or is that God? Well, a lot of times God's voice will actually sound a little bit like your voice. Uh, we see this in, in Matthew 16. This is Jesus. He asked them, uh, but who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. So, so Peter answers the question. I know the answer to this question. You are the son of the living God. But notice what Jesus says. Jesus replied, you are blessed, Simon, son of John, because my father in heaven has revealed this to you, you did not learn this from any human being. Now, no doubt, Peter was like, I thought of that. 
That's my answer. That's, that's my thought. You know, I got it right. But Jesus said, no, actually, that didn't come from you. That was a revelation from God. And this happens a lot in our life when we're like, you know, I never hear God's voice, but I, there are times when you've spoken things or heard things that, that is God's voice, but you think it's your voice. I mean, sometimes God will speak to you, and, and it's so closely related because it goes usually in your spirit, and then it has to come up through your mind. And sometimes when it goes into your spirit and it goes up through your mind, you think it's your thought when it was actually God's thought coming through. And so sometimes God's voice will, will be filtered through, you know, our own um, language learnings, our own style, our own personality. I mean, God could speak the same thing to 10 people in this room. And we said, share what God is saying. God spoke the same thing to 10 people. It might come out shaped a little bit differently. It'd be the same message, but it might be shaped a little bit differently. Because it drops into your spirit, and it comes through your mind, and if you have certain vocabulary, you might use that. If you have other vocabulary, you might use this. Someone who's, who's talkative might expand it more. Someone who talks less might shrink it down. But it's the same message. I always see this in the Bible. Uh, we call the, this book God's Word. But do you ever notice how, you know, John doesn't write like Peter? And Matthew sounds a little different than John. <laughs> And, and Paul, or the author of Hebrews, it sounds different. I mean, God speaks into these people in the spirit as they wrote, but it came out a little differently. I mean, you look at how Matthew is written, and then you look how Mark is written. I mean, if you know Greek, you realize that Mark's Greek is really messy and pretty funky. But that's who Mark was. Same message spoken through. And so just be aware that sometimes when God speaks to you, it might sound a little bit like you, and that's okay. That God works through that. God works through us. In fact... The Bible says that we have the mind of Christ. Oh, we have the mind of Christ. And so often your own thoughts and ideas may very well stem from God. And again, the longer you walk with God, the more you'll be able to discern that. Uh, number four, God's voice always lines up with God's character. God's voice always lines up with God's character. James 3 says, The wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all purer than peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Or John 10, the thief comes only to steal, steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. So we know the words of God are always going to be life-giving. If you hear words that are filled with condemnation and shame and ugliness, you know that's not from God. God will never put some on you something that he's taken away on the cross. I mean, God has taken away your shame and your guilt. He's not going to pour that on to you through his voice. And so, again, the more you understand God's character, the more it will actually help you uh, discern what God is saying to you. And lastly, God's voice is not as much about direction as it is about relationship. And here's again where I think a lot of people get it wrong. is because the only thing they are looking to in hearing God's voice is God tell me what to do. Got any wisdom in this? I really screwed up this week. Just tell me what to do. <laughs> hey, would you give me direction? But you will find that most of the time God's voice to you is actually more about relationship. It's going to be more about relationship than it is going to be about some specific direction. Now, God gives us direction. He gives us wisdom. But again, we are sons and daughters. And God is going to, a lot of times, speak that kind of language into us. Okay, we got a bit of time left, and we're just going to uh, spend the last um, maybe five or ten minutes just doing a bit of a 
another kind of exercise to help us learn how to hear God's voice. I think all of you should find a journal stuck in the seat in front of you or underneath somewhere. And uh, one way, again, that's helpful to learn God's voice is to read scripture asking, asking questions. Another way is by learning to journal a conversation with God. And a lot of people will find this very useful in learning how to hear God's voice because it helps you to focus. And so what a, a journaling a conversation with God usually looks like is I, I put the initial J. That's because my name is Jesse. But if you're, you know, Sam, put an S. But, you know, usually what I'll do is put a J and then I'll begin with a question. And then I put G for God. And then I'm just quiet, and I write down the thoughts that just kind of seem to come to my spirit. And then I write down another J, and I'll respond to the thoughts I've received. Uh, maybe, you know, God, give me more insight into that. And then I'll write a little G for God, and then I'll listen, and kind of the initial thoughts that come to my spirit, I, ju I, I just write them down. So here are just some tips that you can use. Again, you can spend more time on this. When you get home, there, there's sermon inser inserts there. But first of all, you need to have faith that God does speak to you. <laughs> I mean, if you come to this like, I never hear God's voice and God doesn't speak to me. Well, you're probably not going to hear God's voice. <laughs> Trust the word of God when Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice. It's a promise. Have faith that you can hear his voice. And you want to open up your spirit to his spirit. Sometimes just, you know, God, I thank you that you're good. Or maybe sometimes people just take a moment just to speak in tongues <coughs> quietly. Or just something to, to stir your spirit. And then you don't want to wrestle with whose thoughts they are. As you start to write, you, you feel something in your spirit. Don't wrestle with whose thoughts they are. Just write down the first thoughts that come to you. Allow them to flow onto the page. Just keep writing as long as you get thoughts. Don't stop. And then afterwards, you can discern them. You just, maybe you ask God a question, and then whatever starts to flow, the first thoughts or words, again, just start writing them down. Don't stop, and you can discern them after. And lastly, do not reject positive things God may want to say to you. Accept them in faith. Because again, most of the time, God is going to speak relationship into you. And if you're like, you know, God starts saying, you know, I love you so much. And I just want to walk with you. And you're just like, oh, you know, God would never say that to me. And you're, just, you're not going to hear God's voice very well. Receive those good thoughts because God often speaks good thoughts of relationship to you. So uh, we're going to do this. Uh, first question is. And you can write down a J or an S or an M or an L, whatever it is in your journal. And just start with this question, God, uh, what do you want me to be thankful for? What do you want me to be thankful for? And then you can just write a little G. And maybe he'll give you a word or a phrase and just write that in. And when you get that, go on to the, the second question. Just ask, just put your initial again. Why should I be thankful for this? Why should I be thankful for this? And then allow uh, God just to answer that question. Again, the, the first thoughts... The first words that just seem to come to your spirit is just to write them on the page.
just a little quickly, just uh, if you're not done with the work on nursing homes, just to help you to work on nursing homes. Um, and if you're not getting anything, again, no, no pressure, don't, don't uh, pressure yourself. Um, second question we want to ask is, uh, God, what do you think of me? God, what do you think of me? The last question for the day is, uh, God, what words of encouragement do you have for me today? What words of encouragement do you have for me today? What words of encouragement? I'm going to make the worship team up. Yeah. Yeah. I think they are in um, in your sermon notes, too, in the bulletin. Yeah. So you can, at any time, you can take this. This is for you to take home. Uh, I use this a lot because, I mean, life beats you up a lot of times, and I need a lot of encouragement. And so, you know, you can do that any day of the week to say, God, what words of encouragement do you have for me today? And uh, just receive that. Uh, so, Father, I pray. Um, now you just seal all this work in our hearts this morning, God, that um, you would help us to keep the, the main thing, the main thing, that, God, we would just uh, be intentional about seeking you and spending time with you and, and connecting with you. God, we thank you that you are not a distant God. We thank you that you are a present God and you speak life into us. And again, we just layer our lives down at your feet. And God, together, we just do pray for Heidi. We pray for her health. We pray healing over her body in Jesus' name. Uh, God, everything in her body that's not of you, that is causing pain and distress, uh, we just pray healing in Jesus' name. Amen.